Welcome to Words to Live By, a podcast series hosted by the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute. Each week, we will share some of the wit and wisdom of Ronald Reagan. In essence, Words to Live By, made up of radio addresses and speeches he delivered from the 1960s through the 1980s. Today, despite our belief in religious freedom, people of various religions feel bias and persecution. In particular, a wave of anti-Semitism has arisen. So in this podcast, we'll look back at President Reagan's support of religious freedom. In particular, we'll listen to a speech he delivered 40 years ago at the National Convention of the Anti-Defamation League of B'nai B'rith. But first, let's hear what he said to Soviet General Secretary Mikhail Gorbachev as he explained in his autobiography when the issue of human rights was discussed. You'll hear the president's particular focus on the Jewish refuseniks who were not given permission to leave the Soviet Union. Let's listen. Our people have diverse backgrounds, I told Gorbachev, but they are united when they see any people discriminated against simply because of their ethnic origin or religious belief. Then I raised an issue that had been in my mind for a long time. This isn't something I'm suggesting we negotiate, I told him. Just an idea. I'm not telling you how to run your country, but I realize you're probably concerned that if you allow too many of the Jews who want to emigrate from the Soviet Union to leave, there'll be a brain drain, a loss of skilled people from your economy. According to estimates I'd seen, something like 400,000 to 500,000 Jews wanted to leave the Soviet Union. I can see where this could present problems. These people are part of your society and many of them must have important jobs. But did it ever occur to you on this whole question of human rights that maybe if these Jews were permitted to worship as they wanted to and teach their children the Hebrew language that maybe they wouldn't want to leave the Soviet Union? That's how our country was started, by people who were not allowed to worship as they wished in their homeland. So they came to our shores, a wilderness across the Atlantic, and founded our nation. So, there you go. No one can say it better than our 40th president. (laughs) Then in the last days of office, in December 1988, as he prepared to leave Washington and return home, he met with administration officials to give a final speech. Oh, sure, he celebrated gains in the economy and the resurgence of American pride and patriotism, the, the march of global democracy, of course. But he did not overlook the importance of human rights. He cited a story about Natan Sharansky, imprisoned in a gulag because of his religious beliefs. Let's listen. In his memoirs of imprisonment in the Soviet Union, Natan Sharansky tells of how he was taken during a break in his trial to a special holding cell. Think of the hopelessness of one who, despite his courage and conviction, nevertheless knows that years in the gulag are ahead of him and his once normal life is behind. And then in that moment, his eyes lit on a scratching of graffiti left by another prisoner of conscience, also a refusenik. It said simply, be strong and courageous. And it was signed. And with that message from another man whose spirit was free, though his body was not, he found the strength to go on. In the same year, 1988, 
he continued his verbal fight against Soviet anti-Semitism when he delivered remarks at the groundbreaking ceremonies for the future Holocaust Museum. Let's listen. There is the anti-Semitism that seeks to deny Jews their independent identity. In these days of glasnost, we hear talk about liberalizing attitudes toward Judaism in the Soviet Union. But it is still true that a Jew must have courage to rise and say with pride, yes, I am a Jew. I wish to study Hebrew, and I wish to emigrate to the homeland of my people. Those who speak those words know what follows them. The despair of waiting for permission to do that which is a basic human right, to go where they will when they choose. There are still tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of Soviet Jews who wait to leave the Soviet Union so that they may live free as Jews. And here, as we lay this cornerstone and vow that the Jewish people will never stand alone against tyranny, I want to ask the Soviet leaders a question. Where are those exit visas? Where are they? And, and you and I and all Americans of goodwill are united in the challenge I propose to the Soviet leaders today. I say, let these people go. And every year, President Reagan signed a Human Rights Day proclamation. Let's listen as he expressed his concern for racism in South Africa. From our beginning, regard for human rights and the steady expansion of human freedom have defined the American experience, and they remain today the real moral core of our foreign policy. The United States has said on many occasions that we view racism with repugnance. We feel a moral responsibility to speak out on this matter, to emphasize our concerns and our grief over the human and spiritual costs of apartheid in South Africa to call upon the government of South Africa to reach out to its black majority by ending the forced removal of blacks from their communities and the detention without trial and lengthy imprisonment of black leaders. Such action can comfort only those whose vision of South Africa's future is one of polarization, violence, and the final extinction of any hope for peaceful democratic government. At the same time, we note with satisfaction that the South African government has released 11 black leaders, including the top leaders of two of that country's most important labor unions. Because we care deeply about the people of South Africa and the future of that nation, we ask that the constructive changes of recent years be broadened to address the aspirations of all South Africans. Peaceful change in South Africa and throughout Southern Africa can come only when blacks and whites find a durable basis to live together when they establish an effective dialogue, a dialogue sustained by adherence to democratic values and a belief in governments based on the consent of the governed. We urge both the government and the people of South Africa to move toward a more just society. We pledge here today that as South Africans address the imperatives of constructive change, they will have the unswerving support of our government and people in this effort. A few years ago, when I spoke of totalitarian ideologies as the greatest threat to personal freedom in the world today, 
and the most persistent source of human suffering in our century, I also pointed out that the United States, too, has faced evils like racism, anti-Semitism, and other forms of intolerance and disregard for human freedom. So while we work to see human rights extended throughout the world, this observance of Human Rights Day reminds us of our responsibility to assure against injustice and intolerance in our own land as well. And today I call on the American people to reaffirm in our daily lives and in the workings of our private and governmental institutions a commitment to brotherhood and equal justice under the law. More about human rights and the President's remarks to the Anti-Defamation League right after this brief message. The Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation is the nonprofit organization created by President Reagan himself and specifically charged by him with continuing his legacy and sharing his principles, individual liberty, economic opportunity, global democracy, and national pride. We must remain vigilant and work together to share these conservative principles with younger generations. Your role is critical to move our mission forward. Thank you for your continued support. Please visit reaganfoundation.org give. That's reaganfoundation.org give. Now, back to the story. Here's the president in 1983, 40 years ago, at the Anti-Defamation League, Benai Brith. Let's listen. The Anti-Defamation League has just earned the recognition as a champion of human rights. For seven decades, you've worked to ensure that all members of our society, no matter what their race, religion, or background, have an equal opportunity to succeed. And I deeply appreciate your support for my recent appointments to the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. Like you, I, too, was deeply troubled by the strident attacks against them. I know that we share a belief that all people, no matter where they live, have the right to freedom of religion. This is not a right that is any government's to give or to take away. It's our right from birth, because we're all children of God. His speech to the annual convention of the Anti-Defamation League of Benai Brith in June 1983 clarified his staunch belief in religious freedom. A loyal friend of Israel's, President Reagan told a crowd of Jewish supporters that he had sent American troops to Beirut in 1983 to prevent another Holocaust of Jews, despite his warning to Menachem Begin to refrain from invasion. The president said the Jewish battle cry, never again, should be impressed on those who question why we went on a peacekeeping mission to Lebanon. Let's listen as the president continues. So let us stand together, speak the truth, and tell the Soviets, stop persecuting innocent people. Let Israel's children go or face the world's condemnation for making a mockery of an historic agreement that was signed by 35 nations. He's referring to the Helsinki Agreement, signed in 1975. In it, the Soviets pledged to deal in a positive and humanitarian spirit with the applications of persons who wished to be reunited with their families. And well, as you know, that never happened. When the president delivered his remarks, he also expressed his concern for global anti-Semitism. Let's listen. It's no coincidence that the same forces which are destabilizing the Middle East, the Soviet Union, Libya, the PLO, are also working hand in glove 
Thank you for listening. For more information on the Ronald Reagan Presidential Foundation and Institute, including information on how to become a member, information on upcoming exhibits at the Reagan Library, and more information on the legacy of President Reagan, please visit reaganfoundation.org. And don't forget to like and follow the Reagan Foundation on all social media platforms. Don't forget to subscribe to the Words to Live By podcast in your iTunes or Google Play stores and on other podcast platforms as they become available. New episodes of Words to Live By come out every Tuesday. Like what you hear? Check out our A Reagan Forum podcast featuring great speeches delivered at the Reagan Library. New episodes drop every Thursday. And... Don't forget to follow at Ronald Reagan on Facebook, at Ronald Reagan 40 on Twitter, and Reagan Foundation on YouTube. Also, search for us on SoundCloud and Stitcher.